This is Mission Work Optional, sponsored by True Wealth and Company. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to secure your family's investment legacy, create a work optional lifestyle, accomplish all items on your bucket list, and ensure your money outlives you. This podcast will self-destruct in 30 minutes. And now, here's this week's mission with your host, Brian Sarf of True Wealth and Company. Welcome to Mission Work Optional. I'm Brian Sarf. We're here every Tuesday at 5 a.m., and I hope you are too. You can find the Mission Work Optional podcast on iTunes, anchor.fm, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Today, we're going to talk about retiring well. And as you begin to position yourself to make that transition from your work life into your retirement life, what are some of the steps you need to go through? Because hopefully this is the first time you're, and only time you're going to retire. Nobody really wants to retire twice. You don't get to go back and do a do-over. You don't get to try again to save your money in your 401k and build up a pension to retire two or three or four times. So we want to get it right. It's natural to be anxious about retirement. It's, it's natural to ask a lot of questions. And as we look at going into retirement, what I typically hear is this set of questions is, do I have enough? If something happens to me, is my spouse okay? Do I have long-term care and health care covered? How do I pay the least amount of tax to Uncle Sam along the way? And if both my spouse and I pass, does my money go to who I want it to go to? And once we can really answer those, then that gives you the confidence that you have enough money to retire, you have a plan, you've thought through the income piece of it, There's a lot more that comes through that, but those are typically the front five questions that I hear every time in about that order with clients. So our process starts with, do you have enough? And you walk through that. What we also want to look at, though, are what's more difficult about retirement is not the money side, Brian. It's it's the feeling side. It's the emotional stress that it adds to your life because you're going to go from your job that you work on Friday and say you're the CEO of a company You go from CEO on Friday to grandma or grandpa on Monday. And that's a big shock to the system. In fact, what the Life Insurance Institute tells us, there are two time periods in your life when you have the highest chance to pass away. The first one is two years after a spouse dies. It's a really stressful time. It's going to be a time where really concerning and you're questioning your life and you just have a lot of stress in your life. You're going to go through your stages of grief. You're worried about money, finances, kids, your relationship, what you're going to do. Now you're by yourself and you go through those time frames and a lot of those thoughts that you, and everybody goes through them on their own time. But in that two-year time frame after a spouse passes, high probability that you may pass as well. The second is retirement. The two years after you retire is a time frame where you make a massive change in your life, not only financially, but emotionally and mentally, and that stress really comes up and can really affect your life. And so they tell us to watch those two time frames and be aware of it. And that's why what we do, Brian, for our clients is to be there for helping them think through not just the money, because everybody's worried about the money. But the money's the easy part to figure out. The hard is is the emotional and the mental. You know, when you look at studies that have been done, there are studies that are out there that say, how important is money to an individual and to their, their happiness? And they show that money is exceptionally important up until your needs are covered. 
not your wants, but your needs. And after that, happiness is dictated much more by what you do, the people you surround yourself with. And so those five questions you listed that our clients do consistently come in and ask about may not be the first thing they ask about as they're retiring, but over retirement, they're going to ask all five of those questions. Mm -hmm. It is amazing how that is all focused on the how aspect of what we do. How am I going to pay for it? Not why am I saving and what do I want to do? And return on life and getting the most out of your retirement is really dictated not by the money, but by what you're going to do with your time. What do you want to do? That stress that you were talking about when you retire, it's not only a stress issue, it's also a, what am I going to do with my life now? What, how do I add value? You know, you retire on Friday as a CEO, you've got all this responsibility. You can see the results of your labor and the things your company's accomplishing. And on Monday, if you haven't thought through what you want to do, you just don't have that purpose. So helping with that is a huge part of what we do. Well, and I think some of the checklists we have, and we're going to walk through one today, it's, uh, it's called My Retirement Observations. And you can take this checklist and fill it out. If you'd like to receive a copy of this checklist, just send an email to getstarted, G-E-T-S-T-A-R-T-E-D, getstarted at retirewithtrue.com. Send an email to us and we'll send out a copy of this sheet called My Retirement Observations. So column one says attributes of those who have not retired well. So what this checklist is going to show are here are attributes that you have witnessed in those who have retired well and those who haven't retired well. In column one, you want to check the attributes of those who haven't retired well that you're worried about. For example, one is lack of challenges, that you saw somebody who didn't have a good retirement, that they just didn't have challenge in their life, that it kind of disappeared and it concerned you. Or others were boredom, or they just didn't have anything that they had to do, or that they didn't have any hobbies or not enough to keep themselves busy. They had no social network, so it was just their spouse and a close network. They didn't really have more folks around them. They had tr really had trouble adapting. They had marital strain as they went into retirement. They felt isolated, loss of identity, intellectual decline, lack of structure, upended plans where they had plans of here's everything they wanted to do in retirement and then they weren't able to do those because of a health concern or maybe a spouse passed away or they got laid off earlier than expected and finances weren't there health issues for them or for a spouse, loss of a spouse or a partner, not enough savings or fear of spending money. And so you go down that list of which ones are you worried about or do you have concerns that you kind of want to talk through for yourself? And it, they're great topics as you look down this list and you see this because, you know, I've helped, I don't know how many hundreds of people talk about retirement. I feel like myself that I've retired a couple hundred times as I've gone through these conversations to help clients think through these because retirement is a happy time. And uh, for a lot, it's a second honeymoon and it's a rekindling of, of their relationship with their spouse and they're able to go have fun and go out and do some things that they've been waiting to do and dreaming about and saving up for. But we also want to look at the things that are concerning for us and to spark that conversation between a husband and wife, between two partners, between spouses to talk through what's on your mind, what are you worried about as you step into retirement? Key to it all is conversation, planning, thinking through it, right? Any good relationship, you've got that two-way conversation to, under, to discuss, what do I want to do? What are we going to do together? And any good relationship, you also have to have some plans of 
not doing things together, doing stuff with your friends. The one on that list that I think is most interesting that most people scratch their head with is loss of social network or social relationships. People kind of scratch their heads, especially somebody that's not near retirement yet. Imagine on Friday you retire and on Monday you stay home and you're doing things, fun things, hopefully with your spouse. But no matter how much you like or dislike your job, you have a huge social network at work. One of the people that I think has retired the most successfully was a mentor of mine when I was in corporate America. He had everybody that he knew in his LinkedIn network and he stayed active and to this day is still active in LinkedIn. That's a way to stay connected with those folks. But you lose that day-to-day interaction with those people and that's a huge part of your social network. Think about when our kids went from elementary school to middle school to high school and their activities change. Mm -hmm. Think about anybody that's listening that's in their 40s can relate to this. When the activities that they do, we our weekends revolve around the activities our kids are in, and mm-hmm. you do have this change of social network as you hit each phase. Yeah, and it happens with retirement. So where most people build that network is through church. Mm-hmm. It's through a hobby. It's through them getting involved in whether it's a walking club, whether it's a strength training club, whether it's CrossFit, whether it's biking, whether it's fly fishing, bird watching, whatever it is, it's things that you can do in Kansas that they have groups in all of those areas that you meet on a regular basis. You know, Stephen has the Corvette club that he's the president of. And if you have a Corvette, you want to be part of the Corvette club. They meet on a regular basis. They have speakers, they have events, they have shows that they go to and get involved with, but having those hobbies and staying active with that and really getting into something you enjoy is so important. And that's where that transitions us to attributes of those who've retired well. So as you think of the people you know who have retired and they've retired well, what items on this list have you observed that, uh, that you want to make sure that you do right? And so the first one is having an active bucket list or a list of experiences that you want to have for, for you, for you and your spouse, you and your loved ones, community engagement, a robust network like Brian just talked about through LinkedIn or that Stephen has through his Corvette Club that he's the president of here in town, an active social life. So maybe you can go play, you know, bocce ball. Maybe you can go to top golf. Maybe you go bowling. Maybe you like to play cards and play bridge at, the, at, a, at a country club. Or I know there's a, uh, a Red Robin out in Olathe. There's six ladies. Four to six of them show up every week, and they take the back booth, and they sit there and play bridge before lunch. And then when it gets yeah. busy, they get out of there and give them the chairs back. But they show up there all the time. Yeah, there's a, and there's a group of guys that are retired I see periodically. I don't know how often they meet there, but they're always at that McDonald's at 135th yes. and Antioch. And they yeah. come for breakfast. Maybe our generation will be, maybe it'll be Starbucks. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, you know? <laughs> we'll be all complaining about why we can't get internet access. Yeah, <laughs> but you, they, some work or they work part-time or they have really fulfilling hobbies. They have routines that they're set up in that they follow. They have purpose-driven activities where they're on a schedule of volunteering for a local organization, volunteering for a church, mentoring younger folks, you know, giving back somehow through those purpose-driven activities, having a well-thought-out plan positive family relationships, coaching and mentoring, physical activity, supporting a cause, having enough savings and still challenging themselves that they are still laying in front of them things that are challenging uh, and things that are, you know, that's putting good stress on you and it's keeping you active and it's keeping the mind active. And and I think that's the key to retirement outside of, of financially being able to do it 
is that you remain in life, that things remain challenging for you, that you have something that you do to keep your mind sharp, people to interact with and hang out and, and talk with and visit with, and things to do that keep you moving and keep you going around the house or around the yard or around your neighborhood as you go into retirement. These are great conversation pieces. We'll be happy to send this checklist to you. Just send us an email to get started at retirewithtrue.com. And then you can walk through this list and find the items of those who have not retired well. And let's say, okay, because some people live their lives that they're a warning that you don't want to follow. And others live their lives as an example that you do want to follow. And that's what this is splitting it up into. Of Here's a neighbor down the road that didn't plan, that just decided to one day up and retire, didn't think about the social network, didn't have any hobbies, and they're really unhappy. I've had clients that I had a couple of years ago that they sold everything and were going to move to Belize. And they didn't really talk about it. They just decided to go. And they moved and went down there, lasted about five months, hated it. And then it was a bear trying to transition back to the United States and re and rebuy everything and get set up where, you know, my suggestion was, why don't you go down there and rent a place for a while, see if you like it. And if you love it in two or three months, then come back and sell everything and move down there. But they said, no, we're going to sell it all and go. And that's what they did. And they hated it when they got there. They loved vacationing there. But when every day became living there, they just didn't enjoy. At that point, it's home. Yeah, it, they weren't a tourist. The they were local. not there anymore. Yeah, and after five or so months, six months, it kind of wore off. And they said, I don't really enjoy this. I'm coming back. Yep. I remember him telling me that I hated waking up every day and seeing not a cloud in the sky and sunshine. That sounds terrible. That, I've been really enjoyed the last <laughs> week of rain and gray. I like the fact that I've got ducks in my backyard right now yes. swimming around in the puddles. Yep. It's fantastic. So we, we, we want you to be focused on the mental challenges of retirement, to think about it. Even if you're younger, even if you're in your 40s and you say, Brian, why in the world are you talking about retirement? It's like, it's like a generation away for me. It's good to think about the ways that you can retire well and begin to plan if you don't have a lot of hobbies or you don't have a, a larger social network. Maybe you're new to town and you got to develop a new network as you come in or you have a new job and you develop that. It's to think about these items on where you can retire well and think about how you can add that into your life now because all those items is a life well lived. It's, your, it's maximizing, as Brian said earlier, that return on life. And the life map formula is called the life map formula, not the retirement formula for a reason. The people that are coming to us nowadays aren't necessarily looking to retire. They want to make work optional. And you may in your life retire from what you're doing today three times and transition to something else. So it is thinking through these things of what you want to do. You know, if you're a 40 year old that's been traveling all the time, you're starting to see the kids grow up and you, that light is starting to go off that they're going to be out of the house pretty soon and you want to get off the road and transition to something else. Mm -hmm. You apply the same thought process. Or you're an empty nester and now you have all of this time. I mean, my first daughter, Jessica, just finished her first year as a freshman at Ohio State. And I know that here in four and a half years, all of my kids will be in college. And Laura and I are going to have a lot more free time to go do some stuff. Our lives are changing with our activities that used to be packed five days a week with three girls and all the activities. And now we have one out of the house and you have the other two that are involved. But a lot of their activities are during school, school time. So we're having more and more time open up. And it will slowly transition into that. And I know that having not only retiring well, but having a life lived well is on this checklist. And it's just great pieces to add in and get yeah. back. Any closing thoughts? The, what you just talked about is great. 
you've got to think throughout life about the transitions that are happening and think through what you want to do with that spare time that you've got. As you become an empty nester, you have more spare time. As you become a retiree, even more. Always stay on top of that and don't just stay focused on how much money do I need because that ultimately, once your needs are met, that does not, is not the most important factor of how successful your return on life is going to be. Yeah, we want to have that great return on life. And uh, and again, if you want to get this checklist from us, uh, just send an email to getstarted, G-E-T-S-T-A-R-T-E-D, at retirewithtrue.com, and we'll fire it over to you, and you can go through this list and check off the attributes of those who have not retired well and those who have retired well, and then you can begin to make some of those changes in your plans as you look at what life looks like after work is optional. Thanks for listening to Mission Work Optional from True Wealth and Company. I'm your host, Brian Sarf, and with me this week... Brian Paulson. We'll be back next Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. Be sure to spread the word about this podcast to your friends and family, and don't keep us a secret. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, connect with us on LinkedIn, and don't ever forget, invest wisely, save early, so you too can make work optional. You've been listening to Mission Work Optional with True Wealth and Company. Visit us online at retirewithtrue.com or call us at 913-653-TRUE. That's 913-653-8783. All matters discussed during this program are for informational purposes only. This podcast in no way shall be construed as a solicitation to sell securities or advisory services to residents in any other state than Kansas or where otherwise permitted. Topics should be discussed with your individual advisor prior to implementation. Advisory and insurance services offered through True Wealth & Company, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Kansas.